0: Let us go to God in prayer. O oh Lord, open our ears and our minds and our hearts that we might hear what you're telling us this morning, that we might listen to your scripture and listen to the message and know how it applies to our lives. We thank you for guiding us through that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, good morning. And our, our scripture this morning is from the book of Acts. It's chapter 9, verses 36, and I'm going to read to 42. Um, it's on page 894 if you're following along in your pew Bible. So let us listen for a word from the Lord. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. When, she had washed her, when they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Now since Lida excuse me, since Lida was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with the request, please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went to them. And when he arrived, he took them to the upper room. They took him to the upper room. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made for them. Peter put all of them out, out of the room, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to them alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, Happy Mother's Day. We've heard that a time or two this morning already. Today is Mother's Day. And it's a day when we honor and remember our mothers. Yet I don't think we should just remember and show our mothers that we love them on this one day a year. I think that is something that we should do every day. And additionally, while we're remembering mothers, let us remember the others who provided motherly care to us. Many of us uh, did not have necessarily, we might have had other people in our lives besides our mothers that took care of us. And I think it's important that we also remember those special people. So when we think about mothers and what they do for us, I think they're special because they provide us with food, shelter, and clothing, all of our basic needs. They bandage our wounds, they dry our tears. They go to bat for us. They encourage us, they guide us. They even push a little bit and challenge us to do our best in difficult situations and new circumstances. They're our first teachers and they help us to learn how to trust in an uncertain world. Our motherly caregivers are important. They also pass things on to us that we often pass on to our children and on to future generations. Sometimes that's a physical characteristic. It may be a behavior, a talent, a belief or a philosophy of life. Yet there are also times when there may be some traits or behaviors we may choose not to pass on. For we are all human and sometimes we make mistakes. I'll tell you a little about my mother. My mother and I had a loving relationship, yet it was also challenging. Excuse me. Challenging at times. Even those times that were challenging, I always knew that she loved me. She was a talented legal secretary who continued her studies at midlife to explore her interest in drafting. She was a great cook and seamstress. She had a soft voice when she answered the phone, but she could also be heard very well when one of my siblings or I was doing something wrong. She had a strong work ethic, a clear sense of right and wrong, and she was a little bit of a perfectionist And now as I tell you that story, I am aware of how many of her skills and interests and characteristics she passed on to me in one way or another. When I was younger, I couldn't see it, or perhaps I didn't want to. My mother passed away two and a half years ago, and I have become more aware of the ways I am like her. Now I am glad. I am glad for those connections with her and the influence that she has had on my life. As you remember your mother or other motherly caregivers, I wonder what characteristics they passed on to you. How have they influenced your life? Tabitha, the woman in our passage, was a great example for the people in her life, in her community, and even for us to follow. She was a doer and a giver, always concerned about the needs of others. In some ways, she reminds me of Mother Teresa or people like her. Now, the passage doesn't tell us much about Tabitha, but what it does tell you, I'll I'll say right now, Tabitha was identified in this passage as a disciple. And the word for disciple in this passage uses the feminine form of the Greek word, which I think is interesting and a significant distinction as you consider the role and status of women in that time. It speaks to who she was. Tabitha, which is Aramaic, is also translated as Dorcas in this passage in the Greek. Now the commentary writer Stephen Jones notes that she was likely known as Tabitha within her her faith community but perhaps as Dorcas in the wider community. And he writes that perhaps they use both words in, both both names, Tabitha and Dorcas, to suggest that her good works and acts of charity were widely and publicly practiced. As we heard in the passage, she made tunics, she was a seamstress, and other clothing items for the widows and the people who had needs. It was an important gift that she gave them, and she was well thought of. The widows who were preparing her body for burial even showed Peter the tunics and the the clothing that she had made for them. It's a way of expressing how special she was. Yes, Tabitha was a doer and a giver. She thought of others' needs. She was a faithful disciple. She demonstrated these characteristics to people in her life and in her community. No doubt, these characteristics she passed on to others as they shared with even more people. I bet you can think of some Tabithas right here in this congregation or in your community. I think of the women who are part of the Presbyterian Women's Circle and all the things that they do. I think of those who prepare food for dinners and, and receptions and other events. Those who help with Manna on Meridian, or Meals on Wheels, or Sustainable Tallahassee, or the local food banks, or Shelter. I think of those who teach and help the, within the children's program, like Vicky and, and others. I think of the people that help with the partnership with Seely Elementary and those who help with transportation when people need help getting to appointments, and for those who bring communion through the furthest pew to people who aren't able to come to church, and for all those who volunteer in the church and the community in so many different ways. And now I know I have probably forgotten someone, and I apologize if I did, because there are so many hardworking people who volunteer, volunteer their time to help others, And it makes a big difference in the life of those people that you're helping. Never forget what a blessing that is for them. And don't forget what a blessing you are. Now in these passages, we read about Tabitha's death. And when we lose someone who is such a big part of our lives, it leaves a wound that takes a while to heal. It leaves a hole within our family, our circle of friends, and our community. As a community, we mourn the loss of that loved one or friend. This is the way the friends of Tabitha felt when, they became, when she became ill and died. They took care of her body, preparing her for burial, and were with her when they laid her in the upper room. No doubt they lovingly cared for her in death as she had cared for them in life. So the disciples heard that Peter was nearby in Lydda, and they sent for him to come right away, which he did. Now the passage doesn't specifically say why they called for Peter, except perhaps because they knew that he had healed others. So he arrived. He went up to the upper room. He asked everybody to leave the room, so he was alone with Tabitha. He knelt down and prayed. And he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and brought her to her feet. And then he let the others back in to present Tabitha to them alive. As you might imagine, word of this spread through all of Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Now, raising Tabitha from the dead reminds me and reminds us, perhaps, of the healing work of Jesus. We might think of how he raised Lazarus or Jairus' daughter. Here, Tabitha is raised by the power of the Lord through Peter instead. Now, Jesus was the teacher. He set the example for Peter to follow and sent them the Holy Spirit to empower, to be with them always. Always. Jesus passed on to Peter what he needed to be able to follow in Jesus' footsteps, to lead Christ's church. I'll share a story with you. When my daughter was in high school, came time for her to get a part-time job. She was somewhat apprehensive about that, all the steps, what to do, the application, the interview, everything and she kind of kept putting it off. And in true mothering fashion, I urged and I pushed, and I encouraged her to take the next steps. I would suggest different places that she might go to try to, to find a job. I would talk to her about the application and what to wear and how the interview might be. And I even took her to the restaurant that when she was ready to drop off her application, but I stayed in the car. A few days later, she received a call, scheduled an interview, and got the job. I was so proud. And sometime later, we were talking and she was, had made some observations about people she knew that had, had applied for jobs and, and, and gone through that process. And, and she shared with me that, that the way some people would, would dress. They came in and they really didn't look like they were, like the job might have been important. They didn't dress to make themselves look, look good. They looked like they were working in the yard perhaps. She was surprised that they, would, that they wouldn't change their outfit, what they were wearing. She even noticed that there were times where some people had their mother call to tell the boss that they couldn't come in or that they were gonna be late and that there were some people that didn't come in at all without even notice, you know, telling someone. And she goes, "Why do they do that? I don't understand that." And she goes, she goes, "I don't want you to call my boss, mom. That's my job. It's my job. It's my responsibility to talk to my boss about what I need." Again, I was so proud of her. I passed on to her what my mother passed on to me. Certain skills and practices were important to my mother and she taught them to me and demonstrated them in her life. Her teachings became important to me and part of my life. They then became important to my daughter. Each generation passes on things that help the next generation. What we learn from our mothers and others we care about and others we respect is a blessing to us. The teachings and beliefs that they pass on are a benefit to us. They can help us, they inform the decisions that we might be making. They reinforce and strengthen our beliefs. They develop character and integrity within us. And they help us step out in faith in the direction God is leading. Tabitha was a disciple of Christ who followed Christ's teachings in her generous work to help those in need within her community she was a woman of good character, devoted to her work, and faithful to God. She passed on what she received from Christ. Peter was a disciple of Jesus Christ. He was called the rock, the faithful follower of Jesus, the leader of the church. He followed Jesus' commission to go out and tell the world about Jesus, to spread the good news. And he exemplified what he taught. He too passed on what he received from Christ. Consider what might have happened had these disciples and others not passed on the good news. I don't even like to think about that. Thanks be to God that they did because we have that good news now. So let us ask ourselves, what are we doing with what Christ taught us? Are we incorporating what Jesus passed on to the disciples, to the church, and to us into our lives? Are Jesus's characteristics, behaviors, beliefs, teachings becoming part of who we are? What we live for? Have they changed how we live? Or are we ignoring and turning away from Jesus and his teachings? Are we failing to pass on what we received from Christ. I hope we, like Peter and Tabitha, are stepping out in faith to pass on to the world the good news of Jesus Christ. With God's help, we can. To God be the glory. Amen.